0: Short follow-up from uh, last hour's segment. If you didn't hear it, we were talking about. It. I thought I thought Rudy Giuliani was good on one of the talk shows yesterday. I don't know how many went on laying out the whole Biden thing, um, and you know, before you start, he's trying, trying to muddy the waters before you start screaming that. I'm it's too late. Keeping it completely separate from whether Trump ought to be impeached over this or that. I think Biden is damaged enough by this. That it's going to be really tough for him to get the nomination, which, which is a huge story on its own. I believe he's doomed. Whatever happens with Trump it, on its own, it's a huge story. And there were a number of articles in the big papers over the weekend that, yeah, people are the, the, the money people are saying, I don't think we can. He finished fourth last quarter in raising money, Biden, as the front runner. Mm-hmm. Most of that quarter, he was the double digit front runner and, uh, and couldn't raise money. Um, Joe Biden reminds me of a
1: lot of the dinners we had when my kids were small, where you just couldn't get any consensus for it. You know, when we put it up for a vote for anything that was worth a damn, and you ended up with the blandest thing that everybody could accept. That's Joe Biden.
2: Joe Biden Joe, is
0: a dummy. Joe Biden is Little Caesar's Pizza. I don't I personally don't have any reason to think he's corrupt or anything like that, but he's got. You know, He's corrupt in the same way all those people are. Family members making lots of money off of countries we're dealing with because the countries think they're going to get something for it, whether they do or not. I'm not sure that even makes any difference. They think they're going to. And it as everybody keeps saying, it just looks so swampy. Yeah. It's just so swampy.
1: Well, listen, and, and Ukraine's the focus, but the Chinese deal with Hunter Biden he goes with his papa to visit China. A week later, the Chinese government invests a billion dollars plus in his fledgling investment fund. Come on. I mean, it's just so obvious. So anyway, yeah, he's, he's a swamp creature, like they all are.
0: Beto said over the weekend, and I thought it was the first good thing I've heard Beto say in a long time. He said, if I'm president, I'm not going to have family members uh, involved in businesses that could be compromised in this way. Yeah, you shouldn't. No. You shouldn't, but everybody does. It's just the well,
1: way it works. Beto's is likely to be president as well, I am to right. teach my dog to talk. And it's easy to make that. Yeah, exactly. it's Easy to
0: make that pledge when you know you're not going to be president, I guess. Um, and one more thing. So Marshall had the list of the least uh the worst candies for Halloween. Yeah, terrible list. list, inaccurate. We got this text. The Kirkland chocolate-covered almond. So that would be Costco? The Kirkland chocolate-covered almond is the greatest use of an almond ever. I dare you eat less than 10. I'm not being compensated for this endorsement. Hmm. I've not had those.
2: They're fantastic. Are they? Yes.
0: (laughs) I will seek one of those out.
1: I've been a chocolate-covered raisin guy since my youth. I can eat an absurd number of those. I don't anymore. I don't eat them at all because once I get started, it's like an alcoholic with booze. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. I love them. You end up sleeping with somebody you don't know? Uh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I went to my dentist once and I, I take good care of my teeth. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and, and he's, he's doing his thing, you know, picking around with the, the jabby ah. thing and you know, jab, trying stuff to make scrape, sure. Let scrape. me know if that's the worst pain you've ever felt right <laughs> now. Um, and he said, he said, what are you eating? I said, what do you mean? He goes, rocks. there's lots like, of rocks, black stuff stuff that here let me get some of that out and he's like i said oh chocolate covered raisins probably he's like <laughs> oh because oh. he just you can't get it all they're so like clingy and the ugh, but boy i love them man Woo.
0: coming up in moments mike lyons military analyst about us backing out of syria and leaving the kurds to fight the turks yeah is that cool or not Yeah, hey, one more, one more China
1: note, and one of the ongoing themes of the show this morning, in case you're just tuning in, is, and there's a big, high profile NBA story about this where a team exec said, you know, freedom for the people of Hong Kong. And China, which is the next big market for the NBA, and they've already got lots of tentacles going back and forth, said, uh, you're gonna shut up now. And the league, his team come down on him and says, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he, uh, issued a, an apologetic, uh, yeah. I didn't uh, understand the real issues and I'm sorry I said anything, tweet. So it's like the movie business, like Joe Biden and diplomacy. There's so much money to be made in China. Nobody will call them on their horrors. The NBA, which canceled its all-star game in Charlotte because they don't like North Carolina's transgender bathroom rule. Oh, we're way too progressive for that. We we believe in human rights here at the NBA. And oh, by the way, we're completely in bed with the most deadly and oppressive of regime on earth so <laughs> so our virtue signaling has its limits so anyway we've been talking about that today there's a story out in uh, the ap this morning the liberal ap i should point out that echoes something i've been saying for years but i thought it was a particularly interesting angle on it with uh, chinese spies and it opens with uh the which depart The FBI reaching out to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, which happens to be my alma mater. Um, asking, Are you a Chinese spy? Um, uh, briefly, but just to get some pot money. Um, an agent, and then I I got high and I forgot what I was supposed to do, so I was not a good agent. They fired me. But so they were asking, do you believe Huawei and their scientists have stolen any intellectual property from the school? And they said, no, we don't think so. And this guy said, yeah, I assume those would be your answers, but I had to ask. We're looking into blah, blah, blah. Long and short of it is the FBI has been reaching out to colleges and universities across the country trying to stem the wholesale theft of technology and trade secrets by researchers who have been tapped by China. And the angle of this that I find so interesting, I've been telling you this for years because I happen to know some some folks who really, really, really know about this stuff, Um and have said, American universities are absolutely lousy with Chinese spies. They're everywhere. And some of it's professional spies. A lot of it, we found out subsequently, is Chinese nationals. You're a Chinese researcher. You're a legitimate researcher. Um, you're looking into, whatever, supercomputing. And one day, uh, a guy taps you on the shoulder. He says, hi, I'm X. Um, I'm with the Chinese government. You're a loyal citizen, right? Uh, yes, sir. I am, sir. My family's back in China, sir. We need you to take pictures of this. We need you to get that. And we need you to tell me about the other. So uh, go do your job. Get busy. But we need that information. Bye. And those people become spies. Well, and and we have Mike Lyons coming up. So I got to wrap this up and we'll get back to it in a couple of minutes. But um, all of the universities and even the FBI, to some extent, is terrified of saying yeah, we're especially looking at Chinese nationals because that seems racist. Internment camps and we ride right, the history and we don't want to be and so they're going to great pain saying we are not targeting anybody for scrutiny because they're Chinese. That's the whole problem. That's who's doing it. But we're so up our own heinies with with fear of being branded as something naughty. And we're facing off against a brutal totalitarian regime which kills people by the millions. And we're worried about, well... I, it's Chinese spies and they use Chinese nationals, but we can't look at Chinese people especially. So if a guy grew up in Indiana, we'll look at him the same way as a Chinese national whose dad is a general because we don't want to be. Oh, my God. But how how do we how do we function as a as a superpower if we're that worried about that
0: silly stuff? I think China's doing the same thing with possible American spies.
1: Ha ha. Yeah, pretty hilarious. Ha, ha.
0: As I said, more on that to come. I got this text I got to hit you with. I work at the factory that makes those almonds that are covered with chocolate at Kirkland. Yeah, Works at the factory. They have buckets of them everywhere. It's torturous. Oh, I didn't know if you worked at a candy factory. They had buckets of the candy everywhere. It's like
1: when I worked at that Mexican restaurant, man. I gained 15 pounds. I
0: don't know if that'd be a motivator or not. Oh, it'd be terrible. (laughs) Get that stuff away from me. Oh, man. Uh, Us backing out on helping the Kurds fight Turkey. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We're going to talk with Mike Lyons next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: a headline from the New York Times. We'll have to ask Mike Lines if he thinks this is fair or not. But the headline from the New York Times is: Trump endorses Turkish military operation in Syria. Oh, for shift, goodness' sakes! Shifting U.S. policy. Um, endorses. I'll read the first paragraph. In a major shift in United States military policy in Syria, the White House said on Sunday that President Trump had given his endorsement for a Turkish military operation. That would sweep away American-backed Kurdish forces near the border in Syria. Now, Marco Rubio has tweeted since this news came out, uh, the Republican senator from Florida, We degraded ISIS using Kurds as the ground force. Now we have abandoned them and they face annihilation at the hands of the Turkish military. Is that overstated?
1: Like everything else in the Middle East, this one's a little bit complicated, and we're appealing to CBS military analyst Mike Lyons to help us understand uh, and get a little perspective. Mike, welcome. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. So, uh, listen, the the Kurds were indispensable to our various efforts in the region, and we're leaving them high and dry. True, false? uh, Where's the nuance?
3: No, no, not really. Um, I mean, there's clearly a president that has been telling the country for the past three years, we're getting out of Syria, we're getting out of the Middle East, and everybody just refuses to listen. The Pentagon refuses to plan for it. You saw Jim Mattis you know, resign over it. Um, you wake up this morning, and it's probably running 10 to 1 about you know why why we're doing this. Um, there's no one has given any explanation for this interventionalist policy to begin with, and the question we have to ask is, are we willing to give American lives – in order to keep basically two groups from fighting each other because that's really what the thousand troops are doing in northern syria they're keeping the kurds and the turks from going after each other now if the kurds are going to do one or two things they might want to stay and fight the the turks who want to restore their border that's what this is all about and they have a right as a sovereign country to do that and, and the military assets they have are better than what the Kurds have. But if the Kurds are going to stay there and they're going to fight the Turks, well, then that's what's on them to do. Um, the issue, other issue is about this resurgence of ISIS, which is coming, which, again, you always throw the boogeyman in there, and that will get people excited about it. Well, I'm not sure that's the case. That's the biggest risk that the president has. Because if we're sitting here talking eight, nine months from now, and ISIS has regained territory inside of Syria right before our U.S. election, and the president says ISIS has been defeated, well, his political enemies are going to absolutely beat him over the head with that. Obama 2.0 on that topic. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting what you said there uh, right at the beginning, because I think about my brother's in the military, and he gets sent off to various uh, conflict areas of the world now and then. And um, if he was being sent over to fight ISIS, I'd think, you know, I hope he's okay. But I understand if he's going over to fight on behalf of the Kurds against Turkey. I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing there?
3: Yeah, and and there's no place for American forces to be anywhere near that battle. Um, There's, you know, this prediction of a humanitarian crisis. There's, you know, the the Turks are going to have to do a lot of logistics that they don't. They're not going to really care about. Um, Erdogan obviously has a bad reputation as, you know, serial cleanser, serial, uh, you know, ethnic cleanser. And he as a journalist. I mean, he's not necess- it's, it's not necessarily a true sense of a democracy there. It's a NATO country. But, um, you know, I just find it amazing that a thousand troops can hold the, you know, basically be the linchpin for the center of peace and prosperity in the place uh, that um you know in the, in the past we 'd send thirty forty fifty thousand troops there, but all of a sudden all, all of a sudden a thousand could do it well that 's because the same strategic weapons will be deployed if we have to um, in the future we 're going to still go after isis from the air that 's what we 've built this military to do any, anyway to be standoff so it 's about knowing though that people in Washington know that unless you 're on the ground you 're not going to get a lot of information. but I think again, the president says this things probably right it 's time to go.
1: Well, I'm trying to, I mean, the, the presence of those thousand troops, Mike, is mostly about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mostly about Erdogan is not going to attack our troops, no matter right. what. So it could almost be 300 of them, um, yeah. and they'd have a similar effect.
3: It could be one. It could be that old thing about, I could walk the the country as a citizen of Rome, knowing that I'm fully protected, because if one Roman citizen was killed, the Roman legions would be on you. That's exactly right. And... Um, but the Kurds are going to have to make strategic decision uh, as to whether they're going to leave Syria if they cross the border into Iraq, and the northern part of Iraq has always been friendly Kurd territory. Uh, the Kurds don't have a great reputation as well. Some groups are, certain organ- terrorist groups that have crossed into Turkey and have made attacks there. There's a significant Kurdish population inside of Turkey that the Turkish government is concerned about that have, will have a rising up. So, um, the, the, you know, this gets back to so- oh, Sun Tzu. Everyone is convinced that the Kurds are going to be slaughtered. Well, they could choose to just cross the border and, you know, keep their powder dry, live to fight another day. It's a decision the president makes. All politics is, you know, military is the extension of foreign policy. The president makes a decision, and we should we should deal with it. I, I'm just literally surprised at the level of doom that the, the people are predicting over this when, we don't know what's going to happen. And again, there's significant risk politically for this president to make this decision.
0: Yeah. And from both sides, um, I, I don't want to drag you into domestic politics because that's not your thing. But the New York Times is making it sound like a bad idea. Marco Rubio and Mitt Romney are making it sound like a bad idea. So does he have anybody on his side on this decision?
3: Yeah, it doesn't look like it. And if you can tell me what the goal then is, what's See, no one wants to come out and say, well, those troops are preventing these two sides from having a civil war. No one wants to come out and say that. But that's really what's happening. And then we have to decide whether or not if that's a good enough goal and objective to do and how long are we going to keep doing that. And, it's just, again, it gets back to an interventionist policy. If this is what we're going to do, then fine. But this president got elected on a platform and said, just like building the wall, he got elected saying this is the things he was going to do. Nobody should be surprised. You know, wake up shock horror that this is happening today. No one should be surprised, and they should have planned for it, and they should have recognized that the president makes that decision, and that's what he gets elected to do.
1: Yeah. Um, final thought, Mike, more than anything. Um, and anybody who's studied you know, geopolitics or asymmetrical warfare, which, folks, means not big armies in uniforms clashing, but other groups mm-hmm. clashing. Deciding who's a terrorist and who ain't in the Middle East is uh, definitely in the eye of the beholder
3: yeah for sure and also the fact that um you know our allies the kurds we don't even know what that what that is they're, they're all these d- different fighting groups we understand who the warriors are but we don't know if they're attached to the political side of it we worked with them in erbil and the northern part of iraq and mosul and other places before and, and we kind of know you know who they are but but at the end of the day they're not a nation state and I, I go back to the question is, how are troops even in northern Syria? What's the, what's the uh, authorization of use of military force? Well, it's, it's the fight ISIS It goes back to 9-11. So if, we, if this causes debate and causes us to rethink it, then that's fine. But um, it, it seems as though it's business as usual, and it's that classic, again, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, that you're going to get a different result. And people are we're going to wake up and think that things are going to change. They're not until we do something different.
1: Mike Lyons, military analyst uh CBS, among others. Mike, uh, thanks a million. Great to talk to you.
3: Right thanks for having me.
0: So if the troops stayed if oh, if Trump didn't pull them out if the troops stayed they'd be fighting on behalf of the Kurds against Turkey under the uh, under the authorization to go after the people that started 9/11 al-Qaeda
1: in <laughs> wow. Afghanistan. That's exactly. T- what don't you understand?
0: What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Well, we got the White House and the GOP pushing back against the impeachment narrative. China stamps its foot, and Major League Basketball listens. And a U.S. kid's typical allowance much higher than you think. Gotta coming get to up. that
0: because I want to know if I'm above most parents or below. I want to be the same or below. My kids were making fifty grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying my kids like they're Nike employees in China. Oh boy, That's the way I do oh, it. Unfortunately. The Never Trump movement is dead. Oh, the
1: uh, Republicans who are trying to resist him?
0: Yeah, according to um, a, a number of outlets. Maybe we'll talk about that later. I find that interesting.
2: News now with Marcia Phillips. Well, the back and forth over impeachment was raging again over the weekend, with in one case Democrats and Republicans both claiming vindication after former U.S. special envoy to Ukraine, Kurt Volker's testimony on Thursday behind closed doors. Now he talked to House lawmakers for more than nine hours in a deposition focused on what he knew about President Trump's actions in Ukraine. Republican Representative Mark Meadows of North Carolina says Volker's testimony absolutely clears the president of wrongdoing. What we do know is, is there was definitely no quid pro quo. I mean, it's uh, it came out over and over. It was asked probably uh, twenty different times. As for Trump asking China to investigate Joe Biden and his son, Missouri Republican Roy Blunt, on Face the Nation, told them, I doubt if the China comment was serious to tell you the truth the you don't take the president the at his president work. loves no the president loves to go out on the on the white house drive i haven't talked to him about this i don't know what the president was thinking but i knew he loves to bait the press
0: well the, yeah the china one is just it doesn't make any sense on a bunch of different levels right. china's not going to help trump get re-elected um because they he's making life hard on them
2: Harder than any U.S. president for many moons.
0: Right, so I think that needs to be eliminated from the conversation.
2: Meanwhile, China's official basketball association is halting its cooperation with the NBA's Houston Rockets after a tweet by the team's general manager. In a now-deleted tweet, Daryl Morey wrote, Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. That's the whole thing? Yep. That's it.
4: And that's one of their big slogans. You yeah, just repeated it. Yeah, it was a a picture with that saying on right. it, kind of circulating a meme of that's, support for that's them. That's
0: relatively tepid.
4: Yes. Yeah.
2: And the, not in China. It's not. It's explosive. The Chinese Basketball Association, headed by basketball Hall of Famer and former Rocket great Yao Ming, said that Maury had made improper remarks regarding Hong Kong. And so the fallout is continuing. So in
4: addition to the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, suspending cooperation, two other sponsors, sportswear band, brand Li Ning and a, uh, a bank uh, in Shanghai, have also announced they were halting their relationship with the organization. Also, Tencent, the NBA digital rights holder in China, announced a uh, blacklist of Daryl Morey due to his free Hong Kong tweet, said it would suspend all reports and streaming of the Houston Rockets, and also offered fans the ability to... If you can buy... I want to watch a specific team packages from Tencent anybody who chose the Rockets for that can now switch freely to a different team. And will wow. probably go to a prison camp.
0: And you're saying there's reporting that they're actually considering getting rid of the GM of the Houston Rockets for that tepid tweet.
4: Yeah, league sources have told this reporter the, the Rockets ownership has, quote, absolutely discussed, end quote, whether Daryl Morey should be removed as general manager in attempt to mitigate the fallout.
1: And he's a very, very well thought of, very successful general manager.
0: It's worth That is a warning shot to anybody parts. in corporations <laughs> yeah. all across the country. You say anything even slightly negative about china and you can't work here
1: i like this story from daniel victor in the new york times and i quote the nba is widely seen as the most permissive of the major american sports league when it comes to freewheeling speech allowing its athletes and other representatives to speak out on thorny political matters without fear of retribution unless apparently the autocratic leaders of a lucrative market raise a stink
0: yeah, hands up, don't shoot, can't breathe, that sort of stuff, that sort of political stuff. You know, you weigh into that all day long, whether it's true or phony or whatever it is.
1: Right. But write it on your shoes, whatever, on your uniform.
0: Say anything even slightly negative about a regime that's got a million people in uh, in concentration camps. Sorry, can't can't have that. Nope. And Shut up, shut up. Over the weekend I'd read this interesting article about how young people in China, um, favor the way China's handling Hong Kong. They're against the Hong Kong protesters. They're they're in love with their own country and all that sort of stuff. The, the article kind of contradicted itself, though, as it goes further into it on how the Chinese government controls all the information in China, particularly what young people see, and how the Communist Party has now completely taken over their movie industry. I'm surprised they hadn't already. But the party's central publicity department took over the film regulation in China last year, and now the party directly controls what appears in Chinese theaters, which ensures that no historical films in China depict anything of disaster events, disastrous events like the Cultural Revolution or Tiananmen Square or, you know, uh, the, the, the spying on the citizens or any of the negative things that you could happen in a movie. Mm-hmm. The, the Communist Party makes sure none of those things are ever seen in theaters and only uplifting great things that this country is doing for you. And I'm sure negative stuff right. about Hong Kong. So, is it surprising that the young people are on the side of their own country and against the Hong Kong demonstrators? Not to mention the fact that you might not be telling the truth anyway. Because you're scared of uh what it does to your social credit score, you just disappear. Right. That's a really amazing story. A country of 1.3 yep. billion people where the government controls what movies you see and what the messages are.
1: Wow. Well, again, I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm, I'm not surprised either. that there was any freedom whatsoever.
0: Yeah. It's just amazing.
1: What kids get for... Well, and I'm sorry, just, you know, one more point in case you're not hip to this. What people in China see is interesting to me as a guy who studies totalitarian regimes. But the fact that what you are seeing in the United States is so profoundly affected by the Chinese film censors, that bothers the hell out of
0: Oh, me. boy, no kidding. No kidding. And because we just
1: our movie studios won't make movies that will offend the Chinese because they want the Chinese uh, market profit.
0: Who are going to be the leaders in this country in entertainment that are willing to stand up to China? Is there anybody?
1: You know, CIF movies are going to be a thing. Chinese influence free movies or art. They'll have to label them and people decide, yeah, I'm going to support that because I appreciate that. Positive Sean, you're uh, anxious to get
4: something in, yes? So one of the ways that they, they do this is that China only allows X number of movies that are made outside of China into the into the country to begin with. There's like ten, twenty. It's a really low number, and so the ways that Hollywood companies get around that is by bringing in Chinese companies to be one of the producers on right. the films. So that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that they 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 get into the films. They then make uh, arrangements and agreements, and you have to satisfy the producers. And so that's how all these things start to worm their way into the the films that are made in Hollywood.
0: It's it's it's, a, it's amazing. The Soviet Union couldn't pull it off, but China is we're going to hang ourselves on the rope that they sell us. It's amazing.
2: What kids get for an allowance might be higher than you'd think. A new survey by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants found that two-thirds of U.S. parents do give their child an allowance. And the average weekly amount is $30 a week, nearly double the 17 bucks a week it was just three years ago. What, what? age kids are we talking? That's wage inflation.
1: <laughs> I mean, the they said that the wages weren't rising under Trump. They're wrong.
0: I mean, you don't want to give a five-year-old thirty bucks.
2: Well, here's here's Probably. the deal. As for how much is the right amount, buy a lot of candy. As for how much is the right amount to give, a lot of the experts suggest an amount equal to the child's age, hmm. like five dollars a week for a five-year-old. $10 a week for a 10 year old. Yeah, we followed it. Yeah. It was
1: very easy to understand. <laughs> what Marshall? about a 43 year old? Our
2: time, 40, like the Chinese movie market, is limited a week for that person there. Right? That's hilarious,
0: Michael. <laughs> but think, what about 11 year olds? I, I I personally know some people in their <laughs> yes. 30s who are on a very generous allowance from their parents. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know a bunch, actually. Um, so we don't do the weekly allowance, we do by task. Maybe we should consider the buy I don't know I like the buy task. You get paid this right. much for doing this. Right. Hmm. No, my no. wife always it seems like is uh, is is uh, paying too much in my opinion but uh, might be my age uh I grew up uh, getting like a quarter a week for <laughs> over Boy. <To> <laughs> I don't think you can do that
2: anymore. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation.
0: But the by-task thing works pretty good. Very concrete. You do this, yep. you get done, and give you five bucks.
1: I think kids can more easily understand hourly wages than salary. Because an allowance, the conventional one, is a lot like a salaried position. And they realize, hey, I can't be fired. What I get if this I just no don't what? show
2: up?
0: Yeah. Right. Um, I do a good a good job, bad job, finish it or not. We got uh, this text from somebody. I paid my kids. I started paying my kids minimum wage, which is quite a bit. It wasn't long before they argued about who got to work, what job. Mm. You know, I can believe that if you pay enough, they be fighting over. No, oh, it's my, it. it's it's my it. turn yeah. to <laughs> scoop out the goat pen or whatever it is. You have <laughs> different yeah. chores than I do. Yeah, yes. so many people can relate to that. One. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, a lot pens. of people can. Not in urban areas, but ah, uh, sure, sure, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll have to consider that. I don't know. But what's minimum wage, though? Fifteen, eighteen dollars an hour? Something no, like that. no, 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 hat. no.
1: Depends where you are, of course. Mm. But now that's in Seattle where they've eliminated all jobs now. Now you got robots and kiosks and
4: <laughs> you pay your kids too much. Eventually they have a chore robot that they've built and bought off of Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> you that's priced right.
1: me out of the market, dad.
4: <laughs> I've invented a robot. Fantastic.
0: Strong and Getty show. Twitter removed an anti Joe Biden nickelback meme that was posted by the president. Which is a sentence that, if you had said it at any other time in history, would have meant that you were in the middle of a stroke. I also want to point out that Nickelback is Canadian, so Trump was still technically using foreigners to go after Joe Biden. I'll never really get the musical artists saying, you can't use my song for... Or just whatever. Um, You know what? That's funny.
1: You should say that. The story I'm about to do is, is like that. That whole... Reading way too much in this stuff.
0: The queen slapped her nephew in front of Elton John. Details on the way.
1: <sighs> Getting back to sentences you didn't think you'd hear outside of a psychedelic trip or a stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in today's news, millennials are bringing back the mustache. And China is breeding hogs the size of polar bears. So stay with us. Also, the famous Glenlivet scotch is now selling you scotch in what are essentially t- Tide Pods. Full of scotch. So you don't have to have
4: a glass or ice or bottle you or whatever. just pop one in your mouth? Just pop them in your mouth. When I first saw this, I thought it was a joke. But That's I a
0: pretty good idea. I think it's serious. And uh, I think uh, it well, might be a good idea. Yes,
1: but the internet has gone crazy. The internet <laughs> is angry about it.
0: I could just, The internet's angry
1: about everything. Shut up. It's not a story. It's not journalism. I
0: could just have a candy jar of those at work on my desk. And yes. You know? Yes. Pop one in my mouth every now and, yes. and then. Yes. Get me through the day. Yes, I do. It's fantastic. I'm actually not a big Scotch fan, but I love the idea. God, I just, just have a
1: pocket full. You pop it in your mouth. You're at a ball game, or whatever. I
0: tried to like whiskey and Scotch because it seemed like cool and sophisticated. And Me I just, too, I just, exactly I just, the same. I tried different brands. I tried uh, maybe more expensive, maybe cheaper, maybe 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 with this dessert. I just I never could get it. Right. Ah. Well, I was told by somebody who's you know smart and
1: sophisticated and likes Scotch and the rest of it that here's the way you develop a taste for it. You have uh, uh, like a glass of water, say it's eight ounces of water, uh, but you just fill it seven ounces and then an ounce of scotch and you sip that. So you water it down. Yeah, water it way down. And then you sip it, you know, a couple ounces, uh, like an ounce down, and then you, uh, you fill it with scotch again so that the ratio is a little higher. You uh-huh. take your time. You just sip and you sip until and the ratio of scotch is you're drinking scotch.
4: I tried this twice. At the end of this, do you have an eight-ounce glass of scotch you need to finish?
1: <laughs> both times I got hammered. Both times I woke up the next morning like I was I felt like Abe Lincoln if he'd lived. My head hurt bad. Yeah. And both times I hated scotch more than I did when I began. So it's just whatever. My taste buds are not uh, yeah. made to be that, to, to, to dig it. But my wife loves it. But... Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Jude's the big uh, brown liquor drinker in my house. Not that she drinks much, but uh, no, I don't want you to send me notifications. Leave so me I, alone. So it's
0: like a soap prop at your so house. Right. Your wife walks around with a tumbler of uh, brown liquor. That's right. The She's afternoon.
1: got the, the, the crystal decanter there on a tray <laughs> on the end table. Making <laughs> random declarations. I declare. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She's always wearing a party dress. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh, the, uh, here's what I wanted to tell you about. I read about this over the weekend because the headline amused me, but this is a beautiful example of, you know, what we're often talking about. Kansas, uh, university basketball, KU Jayhawks. It's one of your top, uh, basketball programs in the country. And they have like so many colleges have like an all nighter giant party kickoff to the basketball, uh, Preseason or training or whatever and all the kids show up and they hoot and holler and there's a pep rally and then they have a scrimmage or whatever and everybody's up all night and it's a big deal and
0: like a lot of i've colleges. been actually oh have you yeah was it pretty festive yeah but it's exactly like what you'd expect it to be at anywhere the yeah, it's same sort of thing.
1: sure What's us not tell like? oh, did they have music at, at the ones you went to <laughs> oh, as boy, you recall
0: probably i don't know kind yeah. of kind oh, of a yeah.
1: foggy speaking of the substance and or liquid of your choice um But so, the KU basketball program uh, got into some serious trouble because they hired raunchy Snoop Dogg to perform. (laughs) Grandfather? No. uh, Snoop Dogg. That's not a lie. He is a grandfather. At uh, To kick off the season at Allen Fieldhouse. And uh, after all the festivities were gone, he launched into his act. Well, Jack, I have some disappointing and shocking information for you. It turned out that Snoop Dogg's rapping songs included a lot of controversial language. Uh, what was seen as some racist and sexist language. He had a couple of strippers on poles. And he shot a money machine gun into the crowd full of fake hundred dollar bills with his image and marijuana leaves upon them. Mm. What? (laughs) And now there is a great deal of outrage and disappointment. And uh, and
0: many- who who hired him, <clears throat> expecting him to do something different than well, that, like
1: well, a children's magic show or something. <laughs> That's uh, the KU athletics officials, uh, including the head coach Bill Self. Uh, Hinted that their dismay, the head guy issued an apology, took responsibility for the widely panned performance. We apologize to anyone who was offended by the Snoop Dogg performance at late night. We made it clear to the entertainer's manager that we expected a clean version of the show. And took additional steps to communicate to our fans, including moving the artist to the front, blah, blah. Ladies and gentlemen. I take full responsibility for not f- thoroughly vetting. We, we apologize. We fell short. We strive to create a family atmosphere, etc. We are seriously re-examining our blah, blah, sure. blah.
0: Full responsibility. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, rap sensation Calvin brought us.
4: Calvin. <laughs> and he comes <laughs> I, out on stage and does a couple magic tricks or something, I guess they thought. I've been to Snoop Dogg concerts. That was the clean version. <laughs> listen, yeah, I get that.
1: Listen, was
4: it a great idea
1: to hire Snoop Dogg for this gig? Probably not. On the other hand, the feigned outrage and pearl clutching is hilarious.
0: Well, to how me. about the out the the uh, uh, injured college students who were up <laughs> at midnight? <laughs> right, up at midnight at a right. party, and uh, were shocked by some of these things they heard. Justin will never be the same. Yeah, well it was Why just Why do we go through these can, gymnastics? can we just
1: have the guy say Look, we hired Snoop. They said they'd clean it up. They didn't clean it up as much as we thought. You know, we'll be cautious who we hire in the front. What if in you, the future if you're offended, sorry about that. He's Snoop
0: friggin' dog. Here's my question on a lot of these sorts of things. What if you didn't say anything? Right. What if you didn't respond at all? What if you just let Monday come and go and pretty soon nobody's ever even talking about oh, it? Oh, just
1: let the damage to the community yes. go? Yes. Look at that jack. He has He has what appear to be strippers who are dressed more than the cheerleaders by the way, hanging from but Look at her legs
0: are
3: spread.
0: This oh Lord! This is what I want out of people from now on involved in controversies, fake controversies like this. Yes, just don't respond at all. Right. Just don't say anything. You'll be shocked at how quickly it goes away, and nobody will ever mention it again. You'll yeah. you'll forget it even happened. Right? Why why does it put out so a statement? Will everybody else? Yeah, it's it's we're, we're, well, it's the weird Puritan thing. So right. if if it was, I'm guessing he was dropping in bombs. Is that the problem? And then
1: f bombs and God knows whatever else. Yeah.
0: Somebody complained about f bombs at a late night college party. Who is complaining?
1: It's a family atmosphere, Jack. Uh-oh. KU basketball seeks to foster a family atmosphere. Hmm. I don't know how many kids are up there at midnight. I mean, kid kids, not college sophomores. But
0: yeah. I, I would not funny, take my kids to see Snoop Dogg at midnight on a college campus. I would not take them <laughs> to see him at noon at the local Dairy Queen. <laughs> Hilarious. uh, If Snoopy is playing your local Dairy Queen, I, you know.
1: And besides, what is it with this rap music? Whatever happened to Melody?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a disappointment right there.